Hello world, it's Monday, February 22nd. I'm Colin. And I'm Kenny. This is Hacker News TLDR. I don't know why I said it all the way in the long version that time, but that's what we're doing. All right. I think I think we're about to get sued now. I don't know if we can actually <laughs> say the say the name that way. Well, we'll have more news to cover in that case. YC sues YC founder for saying the phrase hacker news on podcast. <laughs> I think HM will come down on our side. Well, yeah, yeah, probably. But we'll see. We will see. Did you have a good weekend? I had a fantastic weekend with running water at normal pressure. We still have to boil water, but other than that, it's uh, pretty good over here. How is it? Uh, how's it up in Seattle? Uh, not too shabby. Uh, went on a couple hikes, and big big news is that a mod pizza opened up in my town on Friday. So, oh my gosh! I mean, so so you're never leaving. That's right. My life is now fully complete, and uh, yeah, if you need me, I'll be in Oak Harbor, Washington, for the rest of my life. <laughs> <sighs> cool. What's on Hacker News? All right. I'm going to kick things off with a with an absolute classic of mine that's on the front page, which I love to see. It's a um, presentation in the form of just pictures, and it's like the slides from a presentation called Choose Boring Technology. And uh, it was a t- 2015 article, but uh, 2015 mm, conference speech that's now blogified. And he walks through why it makes sense to use very stable, very old technology instead of trying to just use the newest stuff that uh, comes out all the time. So uh, he has this concept of like, um, in other essays, he has the concept of like um, invention points and you're only allowed to use so many new shiny things. And uh, it's a great read about why you should choose boring technology. I did see that this was number one on Hacker News yesterday with 550 points. Uh, Naturally, I scrolled right past it uh, down to number 21 yesterday. Choose exciting technology. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Is that real? When this happens on Hacker News, when people like write up a blog post quickly just to capitalize on some other blog post success. Uh, Hilarious stuff. Uh, I regret to inform everyone, though, that yeah, this this was pretty a pretty lame rebuttal in in general. It's like mm. you know, there's really you know three paragraphs long, and they only have two points, which is like, well, yeah, but it, you know, it can also slow down innovation and take away the joy of programming, uh, and that's like their whole that's their whole thing. Uh, so I gotta say, a lot worse, you know, a lot worse. Uh, defended than the choose boring <laughs> technology case uh, right, regrettably right. i think i could do a hell of a lot better um, especially since i've continuously been choosing exciting technology over the course of becoming a types full stack typescript developer uh and because some of the new shiny technologies uh are the only ways to you know access what i'd consider qualitatively uh different you know qualitatively better functionality that uh, doesn't exist in any other uh, any other form or any old technology. Things like end-to-end type safety uh, would be the big one. So, what if I think you, there's. Uh, what if you wrote an essay called uh, "Choose 
alpha version, completely unstable technology. That could be good. That could be really that good. That would be, yeah, could be big. <laughs> and make sure you write it yourself and make sure there's <laughs> hundreds of bugs in every single library. Uh, anyway, I didn't actually read through Choose Boring Technology, but that website is boringtechnology.club. It's now a permanent website, which I like. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good post, and it's definitely a hacker news staple. Yeah, uh, there was a news article that is just so dumb. I felt obliged to mention it. Uh, basically, there's now strong evidence that Kia, the car company, is the victim of a ransomware attack, and their websites have been down. Uh, the ability for you know their website where like people make payments are down. Uh, there's a feature where you know, Kia owners can start their Kias, like start their car from their phone to start heating up uh, the car, you know, if it's out in the driveway, things like that. Uh, and so there's all these like online Kia services that have been down for like days now. Uh, and a wow. hacker group has claimed, you know, responsibility for this and requested a $20 million like uh, payout, you know, uh, basically saying like, yeah, we did a ransomware attack on you. And if you want, you know, access to your systems back, then like you need to pay us 20 million in Bitcoin. Uh, and <laughs> so the, you know, this, this, uh, you know, publication, the drive, which, uh, comes up occasionally on HN. It's like a bunch of car related, like blogs, blog posts, and, uh, other resources, uh, reached out to Kia motors and they were just like, uh, nope, nope. We're not, we're not the victim of a, of a cyber attack. Nope. We just are experiencing a extended systems outage. And, you know, then the rest of the article is walking through, like, uh, you know, all of the, you know, very compelling evidence that Kia is uh, totally the victim of a ransomware attack. And he is just like, no, don't think so. No. Nope. Interesting. Insane. Wow. So I wonder if they, if they uh, just don't want to say anything until they have all the evidence or like, if they're working with like, the, like federal cybercrime people and need to deny it or if they're just mm. incompetent and don't know i don't know that's weird i mean they're like a they're um multi-trillion dollar company so i feel like they could they could pay the ransomware <laughs> multi-trillion i don't think he has a multi-trillion dollar oh, no, company. no sorry not trillion not trillion oh, okay in fact is kia worth any money <laughs> yeah I, a billion is what i meant to say but Right, right. Because they're like owned by Kia is not just Kia. They also like are owned by whoever. Oh, they're owned by Hyundai. Hyundai, yes. And then Hyundai is owned. Oh, I don't yes. know. Everyone owns everyone else, right? Right. Yes. L looks like Hyundai is actually the uh, at the top of the heap here. Yeah, the trillion oh, number no, is no. coming from the wrong currency. That, that was my that was my issue in that in that oh, statement, it. which I. Well, yes. it's a good time for me to go on the record and say uh, uh, Kia will definitely be the first uh, multi-trillion dollar company. I'm just going <laughs> to plant that stake in the ground like I did five years ago with Tesla. <laughs> Can't be wrong. Can't be wrong. Um, if you choose the right currency, they already are a trillion dollar company. <laughs> Micro dollars. What currency right. is this? I don't know. Are you just looking up the market cap? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll fact it's check. Probably, this uh, it's a you know owned by Hyundai, which is South Korean. So I'm guessing KRW is, uh, you know, the Korean currency. Yeah, Korean won. KRW uh, won. Yes, the won. Yes. 
yeah, I see there's a large uh, large order of magnitude difference between one one and one dollar. So it would seem, yes. Uh, yeah, market cap, sense. 32 trillion won. Yeah. Good for them. Okay, what else you got? All right. Um, in some, some classic news about content moderation and automatic flagging, uh, a YouTube channel was blocked uh, for like racial slurs, uh, but it was a, a chess channel. And they were flagged because they had words like black, white, attack, threat. Uh, and they were talking about chess. Wow. So Fascinating. That's not great. <laughs> Good job, YouTube. And, uh, yeah. So this is just another, another little note in the ongoing story about how to do massive worldwide content moderation on these mega platforms and uh yeah good good luck to to youtube on yeah on how to solve this one oh man it would just suck to be to to be working on these systems at youtube so hard (laughs) there's like some huge controversy like every six months when it comes to youtube moderation uh this is this is fascinating though that is really unfortunate number five yesterday the story really, uh, really got picked up. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. Wow. Well, we'll see if that gets resolved. Yeah. Uh, something that cropped up yesterday as well. This Project Xanadu thing. The, uh, <laughs> not sure if you've heard of this. I'm before. interested. Tell me more. Oh <laughs> uh, well, basically, it's uh, it's the longest running, the greatest piece story of software ever. History. Oh yes, yes, that's what. All right, I misread this. Uh, yeah, the first hypertext project founded in 1960 by Ted Nelson. Whoever, they got a really unfavorable treatment here by whoever writes this Wikipedia article because like sh- the first, you know, paragraph is like nice and informative, kind of what you'd expect, you know, and then the second one just starts right out of the gate with Wired Magazine published an article called The Curse of Xanadu, calling it the longest running vaporware story in the history of the computer industry. Uh, so they really just came out swinging. Wow, they really did come out swinging there. I'm sure they frequently referenced that uh, 1995 Wired article, "The Curse of Xanadu." Undoubtedly, and uh, but they do mention. Yeah, that. if people if people are listening to this and don't know about Project Xanadu, uh, it's worth uh, checking out. It uh, was the web before the web, but better, and uh, never never had a chance to catch on because it was never quite finished. Right. Yes. The web before Along the web, other but better and not real, <laughs> which is yeah. The not real part is a little unfortunate. It's a sticking point for a lot of a lot of interested users. Yeah. Uh, this also mentions uh, that Nelson was interviewed for by Werner Herzog in his documentary Lo and Behold, uh, which is also just a must see. Uh, yeah, fantastic movie about yeah, computing. Exactly. Yeah, and Herzog is just. I don't know. He's he's a he's a madman. You can tell because he calls Ted Nelson clinically sane in the movie, <laughs> thereby making him utterly insane by extension. Wow. Yeah. Um, moving on to some sad news. Uh, the duo Daft Punk has split up after wow. twenty-eight years of music making, and. Uh, that's oh, this a, is fresh a, news. 
it's a long run. Yeah, for some fresh news. So uh, Daft go. Punk is done. Dang. Wow. I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, I always, aren't they like robots who were like made <laughs> by the record industry as plants? So like, I don't even know what this means. <laughs> I think there are real people under those helmets. What? No. Name one of, give me one of their names. Well, there's Daft and there's Punk. Oh, well, damn, walk right into that one. <laughs> oh, wow. These are not the names I expected them to have. I mean, I guess it's not too far off. Guy Manuel de Homem Cristo and Thomas Bangalter. Bangalter, who I believe is the yeah. drummer. Is that right? <laughs> no, he's not. The other guy's the drummer. That's too bad. <laughs> Bangalter. Uh, interesting. You know, that's too bad. Daft Punk came out with some good stuff. That, uh, Interestingly, it took them like uh, they blew up after like 20 years, right? Because it was like they've been... They've been together for like 30 years, but it was only like 10 years ago that they had the uh, Harder, Better, uh, Get Lucky. Stronger. Oh, yeah, that one that one was good too, but I think not as good as, uh, or not as big as Get Lucky. Oh, yeah, Get Lucky was, you know, they already did like the Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, like collaboration with Kanye and stuff before that, which was, mm, you know, okay. was big. Get Lucky was with right. Pharrell like 2013. Uh, harder was in 20 yeah 2005 i want to say oh wait actually the album came out in 2001 so I, i'd say that was a big breakout or at least that's the first time they charted but get lucky is by far their biggest by far their biggest song because yeah. that was like the top song or the second second highest uh spent like the second longest amount of time uh on the top of the chart for that year i want to say wow um i just remember it was the year that cold bear had his like song of the summer Song, Song of, of the, the Summer, summer. Of the Century. And uh, he was trying to get Daft Punk to come on to do Get Lucky. And there was like this whole controversy where they wouldn't, you know, they ended up uh, not coming on his show because they were like chosen to do the VMAs and they were scheduling conflicts. So they like backed out late from Colbert. So he ended yeah. up going with Robin Thicke instead to do Blurred Lines, which uh, now Robin Thicke is like, people just retroactively canceled Robin Thicke after realizing like, a year later that blurred lines was a terrible terrible song that's like <laughs> operating in a yeah. big gray area uh not to mention it had the you know music video like the x-rated version of the music video with a bunch of like naked models walking around right so yeah gosh Robin that Dick. colbert that colbert episode was really good though oh yeah that is truly pete colbert especially him just laying out the story of why daft punk wasn't there uh he has like uh i don't know he like had some gag where there was like these people in suits that were like sitting in the front row like pretending that they were like there to monitor him and like threatening his job if he like revealed the secrets or something uh mm. i can't it's been a long time since i've watched it but uh yeah yeah quality stuff Let's all see. right well that is yeah, uh all the time we have folks so uh see you tomorrow all right, all right. see you tomorrow